Cup under center. Pushing left and in for the touchdown. Clemson to Oliveira, 15, 10, 5. Ducking his head, Oliveira for the touchdown. Typical Zach Kalaris under pressure magic. It's caught by Lawler at the five, spinning, driving. Kenny Lawler for the touchdown. Kalaris looking right. Out route, caught on the goal line for the touchdown. Kalaris pops, going to the end zone for Schoen, who's open on Marshall for the touchdown. Dalton Schoen on Nick Marshall, touchdown. First and goal from the eighth. Kalaris looking left. Who's going to get it? It's shown inside the five. Dalton shown again. 41 and three touchdowns from Dalton shown. What is this game with seven seconds remaining in the half? Saskatchewan six points. The Bombers six touchdowns. Winnipeg Blue Bomber football on 680 CJOB. The pregame show is brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. Here is 680 CJOB's Derek Taylor. Man, that audio is just like fine wine. It just gets better the further we get from it. Six touchdowns on six drives for the first time since the CFL started whoa, tracking this stuff in 2007. The Bombers roll the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. How many points did they score? 51 to 6 was the final score. Because Brett Lawther missed a field goal that would have made it a six touchdown game. It was instead six touchdowns. Plus have you ever a field said goal. 60 in a game before? No, I'd never, I don't think I'd said 50. Set it as a goal. Four. You know, you put it on the wall. So you put it on your mirror. So every day when you look in the mirror, you can practice saying 60. Okay, God. This is a team that could get there one day. You never know. See, when I'm at practice at Ed Tate, you know this. When you ask the guys to score more points or more touchdowns, they just they just slough you off like, you know, it's not that easy. And all I think is, well, it sure looked that easy last week. It looked that easy last week. You'll have to, if you get to 60, you have to say it the same way you say 50 with the high That's gotta be different, the octave on the I think it's got to be different. It's got to be all, 60? Or it's got to be unique, all or, its own. Or lower. It has to be special. Soixante. Oh. <laughs> we'll go bad. French. Not bad. I'll, I'll learn 60 in some in some other language. What, what food item goes with 60? We know the 50, 50 burger. 50 burger. What's the 60? Great question, Doug. No, we need to, we need, you need to be ready for this, Derek, because what if it happens, it springs upon you and you're not, you're caught with your pants down. No, you know, you absolutely can't be. This is 60 why, is a moment. This is why on CGLB broadcast, we are prepared for anything that might happen. If they put down 60 on the Hamilton Ticats today, you will be entertained. We are in the Certainty Broadcast booth in Hamilton. Professional grade building materials, pro all the way. Derek Taylor, the Hall of Famer, Doug Brown, the Hall of Famer, uh, Ed Tate. Uh, what, what do you call me in those boy out of glass? Handsome and wonderful. I forget. What lovely it is. and talented. Lovely and talented. Uh, maybe handsome, be wonderful. If you just, that That'll be next be. year. We'll do that no, next year then. Uh, it is a beautiful day for. You football. can just call my twin. You know, like everyone else does. <laughs> you just do that, Ed. Uh, that is like fine wine, too. That one will never, never get old. We were in, if you come to a Bombers home game, we are posted up two hours before doing pregame in the tailgate party zone. And someone last week continued the joke 
That, very uh, hard to figure out which one of us, who is who around here. It's just confusion I got, on Moss. We're, we're here in Hamilton. It's uh, Hall of Fame week. We're at the home of the, of the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. I'll go down and see myself in that bust a little later on. It'll be great. It's going to be a, a good adventure. <laughs> I, honestly. Get your picture taken with your bust. There uh, you go. Please, we need to do that on the way up. I already up, kissed Dr. myself on the mouth on the way up here. Stopped on the fourth floor on the way up. Too much information. Comb my hair a little bit. You know, it was nice. <laughs> Beautiful day for football in Hamilton. It is sunny, temperature in the low 20s, a bit of a breeze. There will be nothing to affect a tremendous performance from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Kickoff coming up a little after 3 o'clock. All right. I need to ask you guys because it was about six weeks ago where I said to you guys, man, I cannot wait for the, the two weeks where the Bombers play the Toronto Argonauts and the BC Lions. Because, man, that's the three best teams in the CFL, and I want to see how good the Bombers are. I need some signposts. We're now a couple weeks away from that, and I feel like I've had a hard time focusing on this game because I'm so excited about, on the other side of the bye, the Bombers and the Argos. Uh, At home. And yes, exactly. It's the only matchup. The Andrew Harris thing even adds a little extra layer of spice to it. But I'm so excited about that. I, I've had trouble focusing on this game, Doug Brown. Bring me back into reality. Bring this me back is this a speed bump in the way, right? Like we're trying. We have our destination in sight, and now there's like road construction on the way to the, the end goal, right? The place we want to be, Toronto and B.C., but all these guys have yellow cones, and there's flashing lights, and there's holes in the road. We got to go through here first. You got to navigate this before you get there. And uh, it's a tough situation for the players, especially. I think that's, you know, the CFL has has done the usual scheduling where this game and this timing seems very familiar to us. And coming off the Banjo Bowl, when you're sold out at home against your arch rival and you put up a 50-burger, and it's the best offensive performance we've seen in in eons. And then you come here to the Tiger Cat Den. No, it's uh, it, it, it's it's a big letdown. And I'm not saying it's because the Tiger Cats are are not a good team. Granted, they are five and seven, but it's not a divisional opponent. We're obviously looking at matchups down the road, BC and Toronto. It's just in, in the way. And you know, traditionally the Bombers have not fared well in this game. Well, and Ed Tate, they did not fare well in this game last year. Whether uh, We'll hear from Evan Holm a little later. He has a thought on it. But that was Dane Evans, the best game Dane Evans might ever play in his life. And to do it last year against this Bombers defense was, I was stunned, and I to this day remain stunned. You know, there's so much familiar. Uh, the timing, as Doug said, the Hall of Fame game going into a bye week, coming off a banjo bowl win exactly like last year. And the Bombers came out here last year and just got stomped by the Ticats. It was unexpected. And maybe, you know, you have to, maybe that's that experience will help them here today because they, you know, you, you do have Toronto and BC on the horizon after a bye week. It's, I think it's only human that you would look ahead at that and kind of say, well, those are going to be juicy games. And, and you know, you'd, but you don't want to take your foot off the gas. And maybe having gone through that last year helps them here. I, I am excited for this one because uh, I like this this stadium i like this town it's gritty it feels i mentioned this to christian omel the other night it feels like cfl you know you see the smokestacks and the all that we're in a neighborhood here with this stadium i, I love coming here i think it's uh yeah, there's something special about it and i i know i hope that the 
the bombers don't get too romantic like I am about that kind of stuff and just come out and, and put a a 60 steak. How about that? 60 mm, sirloin okay. on these guys. 60 uh, sirloin. Okay. Yeah. 60 ounce or something like that. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, I... I uh, <laughs> I know what you're saying about uh, being careful about uh, what's ahead, but uh, I think these guys are uh, having again haven't gone through last year. We'll we'll get it right here today. I took my my troubles to Jamarcus Hardrick, the veteran offensive lineman, and and I just asked him, with all this coming up, you know, a chance to play the 11 win Toronto Argos, who have clinched first place in the East already, and BC the rubber match in that series. How does he keep his focus on this game? How do I focus on this game? Looking to the guys left and right of me, just loving on the guys and knowing the process and not skipping the process. It's the way we do things every week in the O-line and as a team, and we just got to come up to show the work every day. We got guys in our room who will call you out on. If, you, if you're short, if you're not doing the things you normally do, you're not approaching the right way, we got Stanley, Pat, Jeff, Chris. We got guys not even starting. They'll call you out on it, and Marty will too. So we never had to worry about that. We're going to come in here and get some honest work, man. And But it could be easy to crack in when I was a younger guy, but – it's just a credit. we got such older guys in the room. That's, that's why it's credited to. And for the players, there's nothing they can do about the Toronto game being two weeks from, t- from today, right? Like, there's nothing to do about it. So they play Hamilton. They are focused on the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and they hope to give us a great performance against these Hamilton Tiger Cats. One guy who will not be performing today, Doug Brown, is Jackson Jeffcoat. Uh, Celestin Haba comes in at defensive end. Jeffcoat going on to the one-game injured list with his hip problem. Coach O'Shea and the coaches show in about 30 minutes from now will tell us something to the effect of this is more preventative than anything else. Give him an extra week off. But uh, we didn't see anything, obviously, in the Banjo Bowl. He had a he had a great game, strip sack, uh, fumble recovery, uh, no injury situation on the field. So, yeah, sounds like a maintenance week, I suppose. Ed, something happened at practice on Thursday. I'm not sure if he tweaked it or something. He felt something, and that, again, that's when the, that's where the maintenance idea, or let's uh, let's not uh, force this this week by getting him in the lineup. But let's give him a breather, and and then the, leading into the bye. So uh, you know he should be good to go by Toronto. I would expect that's based on what Coach O'Shea was telling us yesterday during the media. Yeah, and there's certain things we can infer from right. the fact they put him on the one game exactly. injured list, right? As of late, they've been plopping everybody on the six-game injured list, but Jackson is very deliberately on the one-game injured list. And, Doug, we, we've seen both aspects of it, right? He, he wasn't around early in the season, and there was, it was a profoundly different defense. He's back, and now, just as I go through the numbers, they are number one in opponent offensive points. They are number one in net yards allowed per play, number one in pass yards allowed per play, uh, and number one in turnovers forced. Uh, with Jeff Coat, this defense is incredible. Well, he's the, he's the best well-rounded defensive lineman that they have, right? He's he's not necessarily the best pass rusher when you have Willie Jefferson on your on your squad, but he's not far off of that. But he also plays the run very very well. Uh, he can cover. He's got an excellent nose for the football. He's got an unmatched motor out there. So. He brings a lot. I mean, it's a, it's a confidence boost as well when he's on the field. He's a, a fantastic, well-rounded defensive lineman. So it's a big uh, subtraction not having him available today and having Celestin Haba in his place. Yeah, Haba with three sacks on the season and his performance back in the roster for the first time after seven weeks out. We will talk about that. We're going to have a conversation a little later about Willie Jefferson. No sacks in the last six games 
for Willie Jefferson. Are you worried about that? Hit me up on Twitter, at DTOnOB, or you can always reach out on the text line at 204-780-6868. Are you concerned about Willie Jefferson's lack of sack-slash-knockdown-slash-other production these last six weeks, or do you feel like it's Willie and everything will be just fine? Today's game brought to you by Plano.com, Bet on Blue. Other side of the break, we'll do a fantasy preview plus one year in the life of halfback Evan Holm. It's Princess Auto, Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. We're two men and a truck. So, you're moving to a new home, and all that's left to do is to call a mover you know you can trust. Well, naturally, you think two men and a truck, since you know they have lots of men and lots of trucks. They'll wrap, pack, and move everything you own. With a 96% referral rating and the professionalism you can trust, the choice is simple. For a free in-home estimate, call today. We're Two Men in a Truck. Two men and a truck, the movers who care. Lace up your sneakers for the 13th annual Canada Walks for Bladder Cancer. Did you know this year approximately 12,500 people will be diagnosed with bladder cancer? This fall, you can make a difference by walking with participants across Canada. On September 23rd and 24th, join us as we raise awareness and funds for the fifth most common cancer in Canada. Let's create a world where bladder cancer is just a memory. Register or donate today at bccwalk.ca. That's bccwalk.ca. Being a sleep expert at Sleep Country, I've met a lot of couples who can agree on everything, except what they want from a mattress. Plush or firm, cooling or cozy, you don't need to choose. We can match you to a mattress and sleep essentials that have what you both need to get a great night's rest. Because at Sleep Country, we solve sleep. Find a mattress with the right mix of comfort and support, like the Sealy Queen mattress for only $5.99 until Tuesday at the Mix and Match event on now at Sleep Country. If you've been looking at EVs, we have up to $12,000 in discounts. If that's not your thing, how about drive away with the best-selling truck in Canada, the F-150. With up to $8,500 in discounts, electric, trucks, or whatever you're looking for. Come visit us at Wilsey Life Ford, where there's no trickery or added fees. See what's in stock right now at wilseylifeford.ca. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The pregame show is brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. A big number for this game is 34. After this game, the Bombers have a very relaxed schedule. Like, trust fund kid getting blitzed while on his parents' yacht off the coast of Jamaica. Relaxed. Our Kelly Moore pointed out the Bombers will play just two games in the next 34 days. Bye week versus Toronto at BC, another bye week, and then on the 35th day, they host the Elks. Not sure if it's good or bad, but it is certainly peak CFL scheduling. Yes, Ed Tate enjoying it. Oh. Remembering his life as trust a trust fund, fund kid, kid blitzed on the blitzed. deck of his parents' yacht <laughs> off the coast of Oh, yeah, of that's, that was my life growing up. Out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and the life you provided oh. for your children, too. Oh, so much detail. I love oh, it. I love it. But you guys ought to be writers. You're putting me to shame here, both of you. I was trying to think of how relaxed. Two games in a 35-day span after this is, like, like I said, their peak CFL scheduling, two bye weeks in, in the course of uh, – of four weeks is... This is when you want them. 
This is when you want your well, bye weeks, right? And and that's the thing. If you're Toronto, right, and you had three bye weeks in the first half of the season, you might hate your life at the end. The Bombers get a chance to get healthy, and then after that last bye week, they'll play two games and then probably get another bye week because of the playoffs. And we all we'll all do the conversation of uh, sharp or rusty. What yep. will you what will you get over the the bio weeks? Pre-game show brought to you by Olympic Building Center. Tackle all your at home projects with Olympic Building Center. It was September 17th of last year. The Bombers were here in Hamilton. And yes, they lost that game. But it was also the first start for halfback Evan Holm in the CFL. He had five tackles that day. He had a pass defense. He had, was in real good coverage on, I believe, it was David Ungerer scoring a touchdown down to our right. And we got a, a first look at Holm, who is tremendous this season. Borderline, is he going to be a, a West All-Star at halfback level this season? So his first start a year ago, what does Evan remember of that game? We got pounded in the first half, uh, kind of made uh, strides in the second half to come back, but it kind of wasn't enough. Um, felt like we kind of were just coasting into the bye. Um, just wasn't a great game. Did it, did it feel like you were coasting into the bye? Um, or did it, is that just kind of the gate we got beaten and... Uh... Uh, that was just kind of the feeling, I guess. We are like, oh, we just got to make it to the bye week. We get to rest. Um, and we just didn't come out like how we wanted to as a defense, really. So... Could you evaluate uh, that Evan Holm from that day and uh, where you believe you are a year later as a, as a football player? Um, I, I'm a lot more comfortable, I would say. I didn't have a bad game there, but as a defense, we had a, a pretty bad game. Um, I'm a lot more comfortable, um, just adjusted to the game more. So uh, I'd love, I've leveled up, but um, you know, I'm a lot more comfortable, I would just say. What's led to that, do you believe? Uh, just reps, uh, getting reps in practice and live reps in the game and just having, you know, trust in my speed and my ability to tackle. Um, just reps, really. What does comfort look like then? What do you, how would you describe what, when you say you're more comfortable? What does that mean? I'm not overact, overreacting to certain things. I've seen certain route concepts, so I'm not like, my eyes aren't everywhere. I kind of know where my help is or what I'm supposed to do. You know, obviously there's still mistakes I make, but I'm just more comfortable about the routes coming at me i don't have to overreact to things or i'm not looking in the wrong spot as much as um last year that is halfback evan holm number two on the team in tackles with 52 number two in the league in past knockdowns with 10 he's got an interception and a tackle for a loss ed tate when we looked at when we looked in preseason in the training camp and it was will it be jamal parker will it be evan holm parker gets injured and holm is just taking the ball and run with it and I feel like you can you can see when he plays, you can see that he's more relaxed. You can absolutely see that. Absolutely you can. And I, I think uh, what sticks out for me is his closing speed or his ability to recover if he's beaten on a route and get to a guy and, and make a tackle. Now, let's not underestimate how important that is because, uh, you know, busted tackle is a touchdown sometimes when, when you're that deep in the secondary. I think he's been really impressive, you know. We saw him last year, and you could see flashes, and you can see the confidence now. You can see that he's he knows receivers. He knows quarterbacks now. I think he's got more of a knowledge base of what he's going up against every week. And uh, remember in training camp, uh, Coach O'Shea and some of the other coaches, Jordan Younger, were raving about his development from one year to the next and his speed. 
and his ability to recover. And I think we saw that right from the first day of training camp, and it's only grown further into this season. And didn't O'Shea say best feet I've seen on yes, defensive that's, back? Yes, that's sort of the reference right? point. Yes, exactly, which is an amazing thing to say for a guy that's been in the league for as long as uh, O'Shea has been. Which, And I'll bring this to you, Doug. Guys, a million guys come to this league with incredible slash great slash incredible physical tools, but there's so much more that you have to, to put into it. How do you how do you see Evan a year a year into his career? A year into his starting, let's say. Yeah, I, I think he's very consistent out there. We we paid a lot of attention to him initially and he's certainly blended well seamlessly into the secondary. Uh, seems to always be in the right spot, understands what's happening in front of him. Normally, you, when you have guys come up here, American guys that aren't necessarily used to the game and the extra receiver and the waggle, there will be busted coverages at some point. You'll see him kind of looking behind him as, as someone's uh, celebrating and doing a touchdown dance, and uh, it's inevitable, and, and that doesn't really happen to him. He hasn't really gotten exposed there. He seems to always be in the mix fighting, uh, jockeying for position and, and, and fighting to uh, – to have a, a pass defense, so he's uh, I think he's he's done a, a great job uh, with his lack of experience uh, in the Canadian Football League. And one of the things about him, he's 5'11", 180, and when you, when you see him, he looks like it. Uh, Coach O'Shea brought it up to me in one of our daily coaches shows. When he goes against bigger receivers, he's just fine. You remember the BC game, six foot five Justin McInnes. He's not the widest body, but that's a tall guy. Evans going up with him and took away two passes from him. You go, okay, that's that's six, seven inches difference, and he doesn't mind? All right, I'm very encouraged with that as well. Yeah, it's interesting that the two halfbacks for Winnipeg, you know, Dietrich Nichols is a guy that's, you know, so assignment sound, so smart, and can get up there and stick his nose in and, 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 and make a play on the run and that sort of thing. With Holm, you know, I don't mean this to insult Nichols, but there's sort of a fluidity about him or a smoothness about him too. And it, you know, you you mention it when he's going up against taller receivers, he he just looks like a long jumper or a high jumper getting up there to knock passes down. It just looks so uh, natural for him. Um, and I, I, you know, when he got his first start here last year, I can remember thinking, boy, this is you know, this is the way the business is. This could be boom or bust, right? This could be the start of something or you could be on the practice roster in two weeks. And so you give him a lot of credit because it's not easy. Again, a late addition last year before in camp, um, you know, you don't get your first start till September. Uh, that's a kind of a make or break moment, right? You yep. haven't had the benefit of a full camp and start at the beginning and kind of grow into it here, thrown to the wolves, make it work. And here we are a year later. And as you mentioned, DT, he's going to get some all-star votes. Yeah. It- and there's some of that that is the the West is not overwhelmed with great halfbacks, but if Dietrich Nichols is one and T.J. Lee in B.C. is another guy who's going to compete, mm-hmm. who's 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 a third guy that might join that list? Anybody in Calgary? No. Anybody in Edmonton? No. Either the guys in Sask? Not really. Evan Holm is going to find himself, and he's got the – whereas Dietrich Nichols, you have to watch and know that he is really, really good because he doesn't have – I guess he's got nine pass knockdowns, but zero interceptions. They don't go that way, yeah. Well, exactly. They just don't go that way. Uh, They go at Evan Holm, and they do not find a ton of success so far. Not a ton of success so far would describe me in CFL fantasy. Let's talk some fantasy ball. 
I don't care what the cost is. Nick Dembski. Kalaus for Dembski! The five and a touchdown! Dylan Mitchell's going to get one on Winston Rose. Going deep for Mitchell on Rose. Got in the 20 and he's going to walk into the end zone. You know what I've learned about CFL fantasy football is that it makes me hate players. Kamar Jordan, I don't know anything about him, but I hate him now. Still time to join in the Fantasy League. 897 people in the 680 CJOB Fantasy League. Sandwiches is now number one overall, having taken over from show and tell. Uh, Doug Brown now is only 160 spots ahead of me. And uh, Doug is in 160th. I'm in 320th. And uh, Ed Tate's uh, nom de guerre, nom de plume. <laughs> Uh, Matza sticks, 360th. So, Ed, you got to pick it up. Oh, he's still playing good. You got to pick it up a little bit. Not his ear. But but we know that's you, Ed. Yeah, right. Exactly. We we know that. All right. uh, Here's what I've got for CFL Fantasy. I kind of wish I had some Elks and uh, and, uh, Rough Riders was the game yesterday. I had the Riders defense because it was the cheapest. It didn't play out real well. We both got three points off that. Yeah, it was looking good for a bit, and then it was not. So Saskatchewan always let you down, Derek. Learn that. Doug, you ain't got to tell me about that. <laughs> Three years of my life that I'll never get back. I have uh, Vernon Adams and Keon Hatcher from the BC Lions, and then I actually have a ton of players from this game. Sean Thomas Erlington is $2,500. I needed the cheap option at running back. They list him at fullback, but I hope he gets more carries. He hasn't had a ton of touches since he's been back from injury. I'm taking Brady Oliveira, and Kenny Lawler remains $10,000. So that one is on my list as well. And Tim White is really booming since Scott Milanovich took over this Ticats offense. There are yards to be had for this Ticats offense. So I have four different players from this game. Doug, you went Saskatchewan defense, and then where else are you? Vernon Adams is my captain, my quarterback. Uh, Jamal Morrow got me 13 points. Uh, Fletcher got me 7.2. Keon Hatcher I got from BC. I got Tim White in this game. I also got Hollins from BC. So I'm not going to catch up to you at all this week. (laughs) Kenny Lawler, four touchdowns, then I might be able to get within 100 spots of Doug Brown in this one. All right, Ed Tate, we've got the Bombers and Ticats. I need your pick-to-click from this game. I'm going to say that Dalton Schoen keeps the the touchdown machine rolling here. I'm just looking up his numbers here. Sometimes you forget this, but he's got 26 touchdowns in 31 CFL games. That's a pretty good ratio. You know, I'm mathematically challenged, but I know that's good. So I, my pick to click today is that Dalton Schoen continues to find the end zone at least once today. Uh, let's see. So last week he would have been good for 18, 33.4 points. So that's uh, I like that pick quite a bit. Uh, Doug Brown, your pick from this game. Tim White. I want the uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats to lose by 50 points, but I want Tim White to have <laughs> 200 yards and two touchdowns in this game. So 64 to 14. <laughs> I, I like that. Okay. Hamilton, 60 sirloin. There you go. Hamilton is not overwhelmed with great receiving options, so I'm 100% with you on Tim White as opposed to Terry Godwin. Tyreek McAllister gets gets in at that Nick Dembski spot. Omar Bayless is going to start for Duke Williams. Keandre Smith is a, is a fifth receiver. They are not overwhelmed with great receiving options, but Tim White is legit a great receiver in this Canadian Football League. Uh, the way I think the game go, game goes, I, I hate to be too chalky, but Brady Oliveira. 
is going to have a have a game. I th- the Bombers, to me, win this game comfortably, which means plenty of action in the run game. Good call, yeah. And if if Kalaris has any struggles at all, they they know they're going to be able to go to that run game. It's been so beneficial to them this season. So, uh, Brady Oliver, hit me up with your pick to click on the text line, 204-780-6868. Also, uh, getting some opinions in. Any concerns about Willie Jefferson these last six games or in the next six games as we continue to go forward? Those are our picks for this game. If you are uh, have your phone nearby or you enjoy podcasts, may I recommend to you the True North Football Podcast. It's a chorus-branded production. Uh, myself, the voice of the Oaks, Morley Scott, and Dave McIver, one of the hosts of the Calgary Stampeders games. We all get together and talk some football. And this week we lamented, what on earth is pass interference in the Canadian Football League? Why can Geno Lewis shove a running back into the stands and then a play later or shove a defensive back in the stands, then a play later, another defensive back gets called for touching a receiver, breathing on him. Why? What's the deal? Where does it come from? Why does it happen? And why isn't it the same thing in the exact same game? The True North Football Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, please do subscribe. Leave us a five-star rating and review. So we check out the field here at what used to be Iverwind Stadium, now Tim Hortons Field. Castillo making some kicks. Taylor Powell. Throwing some deep routes down here, getting ready. The Ticats quarterback has a stiff challenge in the Bombers' defense ahead of him. The coach's comments are on the other side. Plus, Brandon Alexander is expecting. We'll talk to him about that. It's Princess Auto Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. Hi, I'm JC Ross, FMC Account Manager in Eastern Manitoba. I'm happy to report that Authority 480 and Authority Supreme herbicides can now be fall applied to control kochia and more next spring. This makes our robust fall portfolio even more powerful. Authority brand herbicides are also part of the FMC Clean Fields Community Yields Program. For every acre purchased, FMC will donate 10 cents to a community group in your area, chosen by your participating retailer. Here's to clean crops and strong communities. When it's time to talk about drugs with your teen, do you need support? Do you have questions and wish you had more information? The Parent Support Hub at Drug Free Kids is there to help you with everything related to teen substance use. The Parent Support Hub is also a virtual safe space where parents receive advice and support. This free 24-7 service allows parents to chat online and even speak directly to a mental health counselor. For more details and support with your teen, Drug-Free Kids Canada. I have a lot of debt, but I'm scared to get help because I'm afraid bankruptcy is my only option. When it comes to debt solutions, many people think it's either a debt consolidation loan or bankruptcy and nothing in between. The reality is that there are many options to consider, from credit counseling to debt management to a consumer proposal. My name is Vicki Dole, and I'm a licensed insolvency trustee at BDO here in Winnipeg, and I can walk you through all your debt relief options for free. Call 1-833-BDO-TALK or visit bdodebt.ca to book a free consult today. Hey Google, find that video again on why the dishwasher won't drain. Larry, I thought you fixed that yesterday. Didn't work. Larry, why wouldn't you just get a new one then? But the video said it was an easy fix. Maybe I missed something? Larry, dishwashers don't last forever. Now Larry, open your wallet and get a new one. Google, stop with the Larry. Why? Because my name is Steve. Don't be so sensitive, Stan. Appliances don't last forever. When they're ready for the curb shop, midlandappliance.ca. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The pregame show is brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. 
Who's in, who's out, and what should we expect from the Bombers in this game? The man with the answers is the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Mike, some roster changes for the game. Uh, no Jackson Jeffcoat. Did he get nicked in, in practice? Because we saw him on Wednesday, but then closed practice on Thursday. Yeah, just a more of a maintenance thing, trying to play the long game with him and make sure he's healthy for the, the, the remainder of the season. Yeah. He's, uh, I'm going to understate it, he's been pretty good, yes? Yeah, he's always good. I mean, he's born to play that position, right? He relentlessly rushes the passer. He plays the run with a lot of zest, right? Like, he's just a he's another fierce competitor we have on our team that has a great motor, and, you know, we're trying to keep that motor revved up. Jackson comes off. Celestin Haba comes back on for the first time in a while. What have you liked about Celestin Haba this season? Yeah, he's, you know, every opportunity he's gotten, he's produced, right? He has a couple complimentary moves he uses. He'll play the run hard. He'll work hard through the entire down. You know, I said earlier, he's um, some of the things you like about him off the field is he's always he's always trying to learn. He's staying in it, and uh, he's got to be one of the happiest guys you, you'll ever meet. Which was super interesting for you to say because you say that about a lot of guys, and I go, there's a specific kind of guy. It feels like you recruit and good football player and happy guy, and, oh, that leads us to Tanner Schmeckel is on the roster too. Yeah, I mean, do you really want to go to work every day with guys that are not content, you know? Absolutely not. Not happy, no right? Like, and I don't mean content in a bad way. They, they, they want to keep working to make sure that they can are ready whenever they're called upon, but you love guys that love to come to work. Do you believe in week-to-week momentum? Does five touchdown passes and six touchdowns and six does that carry over from last week? No, I don't, I don't think so. I, I, I think you can generate momentum in games. I think that's palpable week-to-week. I have a hard time with that. Different opponents, uh, you know, different practice week, all those things. I believe that, uh, you know, players can recognize, uh, you know, throughout the season – how their preparation or the process works and how it doesn't work. And, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, what we were doing probably wasn't working. And then last week, everything seemed to work. So uh, if they can focus and harness a bit of that, not as momentum, but just as a deeper understanding of what went into their process in different weeks and how it affected everything, um, you know, I think we're, that'll be growth. We were talking to Patty Newfeld yesterday, and much of the post game in this week, we talked about Uzak was in a flow, and the receivers were in a flow, and Brady was in a flow. The offensive line for ten weeks feels like they've been in a flow too. Yeah, I mean, they've been good for a long, long time. They're getting closer to their expectation, I'm sure. Last game for a lot of guys was was really close to, <laughs> you know. Well, Brady uh, Brady has 11 yards before contact. You go, that's a lot of guys pushing a lot of guys out of the way really well. Yeah, it, uh, it worked out. I think we can we can play that well again, and there's a, you know, there would be a chance that if we play that well, it still doesn't look like that, but it's a great start. And as Patty joked, no one's talking about us being old anymore. I think they were after that, uh, that one game. Just if you would, a quick thought on what the Hamilton Tiger Cats uh, look like to you. As in uh, last year, they're sort of hitting their stride right now um, in the last uh, third of the season. And coaching change with Scott. He's uh, got their offense playing well. Powell seems to have a lot of confidence, and deservedly so. He seems to be taking care of the football and delivering it well. They've got a, a good run game. Butler's a very versatile player. Um, they get him the ball different ways. So, yeah, and they're, they're a well-coached team. So they're going to be tough, as usual. 
Hear more from Mike O'Shea on The Coaches Show, Monday from 7 to 8 on 680-CJOB. About an hour and 30 minutes away from kickoff here in Hamilton. It is the Bombers and the Ticats. Today's game brought to you by PlayNow.com. Bet on Manitoba. And when we were talking to Pat Newfeld yesterday, I just uh, was reminded that after week three against BC and Matthew Betts blowing kisses to the crowd at IG Field, some of the conversation was, oh, are they 33, Jamarcus Hardrick, 37, Stanley Bryant, uh, New- Newfeld's been around a long time, or are they getting old? We haven't asked those questions in quite some time, Ed Tate. No, and, and uh, Patty had some fun with you about that yesterday. Again, uh, the, the, as you mentioned about saying nobody's talking about how old we are again uh, anymore. So it, it it was interesting. That game was a little, it felt like a little time capsule, right? And you thought, oh, my goodness, the Bomber O-Lines aged out all at once at the same time in a 60-minute span. And then since then, it's they're back to normal again. And to me, it... Uh, they're pounding the football, which is always a good sign for an O-line. They're protecting. Well, I mean, you get five t- passing touchdowns in the first half last week. The O-line's doing something right. So y- it is funny. I-, I never even thought of it until you brought it up yesterday, DT, that that kind of chatter has completely disappeared. Yeah, and it's not necessarily that it's perfect, but, uh, Doug, I was rewatching last week's game and, and charting it out, and I'm like, Brady legitimately, on this particular carry, there's 11 yards before contact, and you go, that's that is really nice from this front five, and we we just don't talk about them enough. So I wanted to make sure we we talked about them here. Yeah, that's a combination of you know Brady's vision, Brady understanding where to attack and exploit, and then obviously it's the cushion that he gets up front from the offensive line before first contact. So uh, you know when you have a game like that, the hardest thing is how you is playing the next game after it because your entire week it's just you know it's sunshine and rainbows and and green slurpees for everybody and yes and you know you just you can't turn around without someone saying how great your football team is and how well you play and uh it's just so hard to uh maintain that level of execution and and focus on a week in and week out basis uh to score 50 points i mean to score six touchdowns in your first six possessions is it's absurd. You may never see that again, right? And it just shows you how difficult it is to uh, to play at that level. Yeah, as, as we said, it hadn't been done since at least 2007. Uh, Joe Piscucci, old colleague, brought up, hey, it happened once in 1984. You know, that's 40 years ago. <laughs> that's the last time anyone can remember it happening. It was tremendous. We hope for... If it can't be six touchdowns and six drives, you know, it can't be the clean sweep of scoring on every possession. I certainly hope that the offense puts up a uh, regular, ordinary performance in which they average 31.4 offensive points per game, number one in the CFL. <clears throat> the closest anyone came to it is that Milt Stiegel game where he had four touches for four mm. touchdowns, right? Like every time he caught the ball, he scored. Over 200 thing, yards, you know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, uh, that was absurd. Bomber safety, Brandon Alexander, back for another tremendous season. Uh, maybe a little slow start, but now he's he's right back where he should be. Two interceptions, 30 tackles on the season. Announced on Instagram that he and his wife-to-be are expecting a baby boy in February. And baby boy was all in capitals. So I went to Brandon this week, wanted to talk to him about it. Is he excited? Is he nervous? Is he terrified? How is Brandon Alexander? Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just excited to be there for for my child every step of the way and um be able to just give him everything that uh 
that he deserves and just make sure that he knows that he got two loving parents behind him. <laughs> this is usually a question that would get asked more to, to women, but have you, have you always known you wanted to be a dad? For sure, for sure. Yeah, definitely I wanted to be a father. You know, I wanted to uh, give, you know, game that, you know, my pops and my father gave to me growing up. And, um, you know, I want to, you know, go ahead and give that back to, to my children, whether it be a son or a daughter. And, you know, maybe future I have a daughter or something like that. But, you know, for now, you know, as, when my son gets here, February, around February time, you know, we'll be, uh, uh, we'll be ready to go. His mom, is his mom super smart, super tall, athletic? Like, what's the, you're obviously athletic and, and smart from talking to you. Like, what's, what's your kid going to be like? His mom is going to be, is, is already smart, intelligent, very, very, very loving, very caring. Um, and uh, I just know she's going to be a phenomenal mom because that's really what she wanted. It's just kind of how you asked earlier that for the women, you know, about children. Like she really wants, uh, she really wanted this. Uh, she always knew, though, there was going to be a boy for some strange reason. Uh, so she was right all along, you know. So, uh, yeah, she's very loving, very caring, and uh, I wouldn't want to be with anybody else doing this. Yeah. Are there parts of it you're nervous about or anxious about or scared about or is it all kind of, you know what, this is going to be great because he has two, he will have two loving parents. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I'm pretty even kill. You know, I know there's going to be uh, some nuances and some different things that's going to go on and things, but just kind of how you literally just last stated, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to have two loving parents that's going to look at you every single day, you know, um, you know, until you're grown and you'll be able to, you know, grow your nest out. But, you know, you're going to have two loving parents every single step of the way. And uh, that's why I'm not nervous or, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not scared or anything like that. I'm, I'm just excited and I'm happy. And uh, both of our families are are the same exact way. You know, they're not nervous or anything like they know that uh, we're going to be there. We're going to be there all the time. All right. I, I want to ask you this on both sides. I, I'm hoping you have something that you hope your son takes from you and something perhaps you hope your son does not take from you. <laughs> um. Uh, work ethic, just, you know, just being a hard worker, you know, being, you know, coming in and, you know, you don't have to get asked to do things, you know, everything is initiative, you know, you 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 know what's right, so you're going to go just do it regardless and, you know, uh, it's the best thing for you, so, you know, definitely, you know, what that instilled and something that I don't want, to be real with you, uh, I don't know if I, I really want to see 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 my son crash out on the, on the football field if he decides to play football, you know, be able to, like, just hit people really hard and stuff like that. You know, I, I would understand if he does it, you know, but like if, uh, I, I would rather him play smarter than I play. <laughs> punters can make big money in football, right? A lot of a lot of things can, you know, punters, snappers. Long snappers can play forever. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of stuff can, you know, but uh, I'm in the best interest of, uh, of the family and, you know, whatever that my son wants to do and uh, anything, even wants to be a doctor or whatever the case may be. I don't, it doesn't matter to me as long as he's doing something productive, I'm all for it. That is Brandon Alexander, his first baby, a son, uh, due in February. And uh, I don't know, it's, it's the football player's version of, I don't want my, my child to work in the salt mines like I did. Brandon's like, I don't want my son to play football like I do, because I throw my body around a little too hard, than a, more so than I might be comfortable with him for a child. But that, uh, Ed Tate, I feel like that's dad's. Yeah. Uh, you know, Brandon's going to be a great dad. And, you know, if you know his story, he's had a complicated relationship with his birth father and his stepfather uh, was an important part of his life. And so was his mother. Uh, but he's written a song about his you know, relationship with his birth father and that whole thing. And so 
There's a lot of layers to Brennan Alexander. You know, he's a, like you said, he's well thought out man. Can I find this song on like YouTube or something? It's Where's on it? his album. He's, he's got, yeah, he's a big time uh, artist now. Has uh, he got a handle? How do yeah, I find it? Uh, B apostrophe A, I think. I'll find it and I'll send it to okay, you. Okay, please. Follow him. I got it. On, he's on Spotify and everything. So yep. anyway, uh, I, I'm happy for him because you can tell in your interview, uh, DT, that that he's excited about it too right and he wants to be a good dad and um man i thought that was a pretty powerful chat you had with him because uh i think he's you can tell how excited he is for it well and it doesn't necessarily match up because brandon likes to appears to like to hit people super hard and you you never know i've i've known football players who like to hit super hard because they couldn't do anything else and that was kind of they weren't the sharpest tools in, in my on my high school team. They weren't the sharpest tools. But Brandon, I mean, I said it to Brandon last year, like whatever he does after football, I can you just look at him and go, you're going to be incredibly successful at whatever you do because your smart personality, uh, the work ethic thing really struck with really struck with me. Anything from for you, Doug, that stuck out from uh, from BA as he approaches having his first child? Yeah, you know, just a guy like that. The the how meticulous he is in preparing for his craft and and how thorough he is and the fact that he's a leader and he understands uh not only his responsibilities but those around him uh you know all these things uh will translate well for him uh from fatherhood to uh his next vocation for sure uh when his child inevitably says hey uh i need to have a pool what 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 would you advice might you give him (laughs) i need to (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Don't. Well, there's a checklist we might want to go down there. Uh, certainly have your uh, your future home um, inspected. Um, make sure. Yeah, there's there's a litany of things. We we just there do a sounds long... sounds like there's a podcast here. There's, there's absolutely... How, how long until the game? It's an hour? Right? We'll, we'll be back with my list of... No. Oh, we could have spent that whole hour from the hotel to here in Hamilton talking to tell the story of... Uh, of Doug Brown's adventures in pool ownership. But we will pass that along to another day. It is 1.46, so we're about an hour and 20 minutes away from kickoff. On the other side, it's the other guys. We'll hear from Simone Lawrence, Orlando Steinauer. We'll talk about the Hamilton Tiger Cats and the challenge they present to the Bombers on this day. It's Princess Auto Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The moment you propose to her is special. It's your chance to say, I love you and can't wait to spend my life with you. Let Namath Diamonds help create an experience you'll both cherish forever. I'm Joe Namath from Namath Diamonds, and we can help you find the diamond engagement ring she's been dreaming of. Come see us Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., and Saturday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at Namath Diamonds in Southdale Square. Summer is coming to an end. For those experiencing homelessness, it means a difficult time of year is coming. One where folks need to make sure they have a warm place to seek shelter, to eat, and to sleep. Siloam Mission provides all of these, along with other services vital to one's recovery. If you have clothing or food you can donate, Siloam is accepting donations Monday to Saturday from 8 to 4 at their shipping and receiving doors on Henry Street. Or visit siloam.ca slash donate to give online. Your support helps change lives. 80% of people will get HPV at some time in their lives. And HPV can cause cancer, including cervical cancer. We can prevent cervical cancer in Manitoba. Here's how. 
The HPV vaccine helps prevent cancer, and getting screened every three years means it can be treated more effectively. So remember, vaccine and screen to prevent cervical cancer. Learn more at practiceprevention.ca. That's practiceprevention.ca. The main ingredient with Kevin Bergen. I don't think that being a true leader happens overnight, but I think I've definitely settled into the role and I've been given the grace to make my own mistakes and learn as I go along. I think the foundation was always there and it's been really rewarding to be able to share that with everyone. It's hard to focus, man. I, you were talking and I took a sip of my Caesar. <laughs> I hate to harp yeah, on Caesar. We could have Caesar, worse problems than that. God, Caesar's so like, seriously, good. Long, seriously. Heartfelt. Right? Oh, dude, this and, is just and insane. You're... The main ingredient, Saturdays at 4 and Sundays at 5 on C. CJOB. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The pregame show is brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. We're live from Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton. A beautiful sunny day for football. Crowds are coming off the local transit buses into the little uh, exhibition area, the big concrete pad around the stadium here. If you've not been to Hamilton, this is a beautiful football stadium. Uh, I know Doug has fond memories of Ivor Wynn Stadium and foot infections he got from the uh, showers in Ivor Wynn Stadium. I'm just assuming that that's what happened. But honestly, Ivor Wynn, this, this new stadium, Tim Hortons Field, is beautiful. Uh, I, I love coming here uh, for this game. It's a real testament to the Canadian Football League and a real good home for what's been a real good team. As the Ticats prep for this game, Mark Leggio, the former Bombers, kicked her from 50 with 10 yards to spare. Legio struggling again this season, something that we will talk about here in the other guys. And a little later on the pregame show, the keys to the game, which is brought to you by CG Open Road Outlet, Power Sports, Campers, Boats, Premium Use Vehicles, and more. Visit openroadoutlet.ca. Let's get to the other guys. You got your jokers, your ball busters, your vets, and the other guys. Hamilton Tiger Cats. Five and seven on the season, one and five here at Tim Hortons Field. Uh, before they got rid of Tommy Condell and moved Scott Milanovic to their offensive coordinator, and uh, you know, in the previous quarterbacks era, things were not going well, but things are a little better for them now, uh, including wins over over. Uh, Pardon me, games against Toronto and BC and a win over the BC Lions. So they, uh, they're a little more positive as they try to chase down the Alouettes for second place in the East. Simone Lawrence, their veteran linebacker, continues on here in season number 12. He talked about getting Zach Kolaris off his game early. It's, it's, it's key, you know, Caleros is, um, he's a great quarterback, you know, well-decorated, um, very deserving, um, as well as their whole team. They do a great job doing what they do, but, you know, they're a beatable team, and we just got to play our best. Our best is good enough. And what can you take from that way back in the week one when you when you had that first loss? What can you take from that game and, and hopefully change in this game? Uh, when you look back at week one, you know, it was just like, you know, just learning how to play with each other. You know, it's a, a brand-new football team, you know. Now everybody understands each other, where they're going to be, where they're not going to be. And I think that we're, we're more developed that way, especially in passing. And then as far as the running game, we got to make sure that everybody's playing in the box because they invite everybody to play the run. As Simone Lawrence talking about the uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, 42-31, the final in week number one, that game in Winnipeg with Bo Levi-Mitchell at quarterback. This is uh, head coach and president of football operations, Orlando Steinauer. His impression of the Bombers' defensive front. 
you know, you put on tape and they're productive. There's no doubt about it. And their production leads to, you know, the secondary and backers being able to fly around and be free and mix up their coverages and generate things. And then when your offense scores points, you, you can take more more chances that way. So, um, you know, I think part of the, the – you're probably relaying to the analytics and that we had less sacks, but I think part of that goes to the quarterback too of getting rid of the ball. So um, it kind of goes hand in hand, and, you know, sometimes you're right on the coverages and the reads, and sometimes uh, you do have to eat it, and that's the best decision. Uh, last week it just worked out better for us that it didn't show up in the, the analytics stat column. Um, but I do think that we did play better collectively up front. As Orlando Steinhauer talking about his team, um, I don't know. The Ticats, they're in contention in the East, but it's when you change horses in midstream, like you go to a new offensive coordinator, I kind of look at the before time and the after time. Uh, before Milanovic came in, six touchdowns and 15 interceptions in the pass game. That's not great. Uh, one to two and a half is not a great ratio there. Uh, since Milanovic came in, it's been four games. They're up a yard per attempt, seven touchdowns and one picks by controlling the passing game a little more and fewer deep shots, but more control. So, uh, I don't know, Doug, uh, five and seven football team with a negative point difference and a third string quarterback and injury troubles. I, I come in this game thinking the Bombers should handle this well, but then I come in with the Oh, I, it's it's only game five for Milanovic and company. So I, I don't know if I 100% know what to expect I mean, from Hamilton. Haven't they really changed their mentality as well, right? Like they went and beat British Columbia. Am I am I correct? Yeah, correct. At, at NBC as well, right? Yep. And uh, that was a real physical style. Uh, you know, they kind of uh, decided their blueprint uh, for BC. And I, I think that's carried over has been, you know, just to run right at them. And, uh, and to be more physical with them, they think the BC Lions are vulnerable against the run and, you know, that, that, that power sector on, on first down. And uh, it, it's a bit of a mentality change for, uh, you know, what you expect when you would traditionally play a Hamilton team being the sense that they just wanted to sling the rock all around and, uh, and just be pass happy uh, throughout their, their offensive uh, displays. So, um, I, I think it's a big mentality shift, and uh, it's obviously been uh, quite successful in that short time frame that they've had this change implemented at offensive coordinator. Well, they went and got James Butler in free agency, so you feel like you probably should use him, be it in the run game. And but that went game. out the window. We saw that. You know, you were just waiting. You're like, you were like waiting for the next first down when they're just going to ban this totally. Like you, you said, how long will they hang on to this yeah. This balanced attack in, in Hamilton before it's just out the window and they just you know re- resort to their traditional habits? Yeah, which I don't know if Duke Williams now on the six-game injury list, if they have the receivers apart yeah. from Tim White, who I think we all collectively love and individually love, I don't know if they have the, the weapons apart from that to to feed something. So I feel like... Milanovic, if he's going harder to James Butler, makes a ton of sense here. Absolutely, it does. To me, this is kind of a funny team to get a read on, right? They're 5-7. and seven. Three of their wins are against Ottawa. Another win's against Edmonton. Um, and then the one against BC out of nowhere. Right, the one against BC out of nowhere. Uh, you know, as you said, a change at the offensive coordinator. Uh, I don't really have a good feel for Taylor Powell yet. I get like the numbers have gotten better, but, you know... 
do we really know yet whether he's their guy the same way we might think Jake Dolagalis kind of popping off the page for Saskatchewan that Denny Crumbs had some Dustin Crumbs had some moments in in uh in Ottawa but I'm not sure yet about Taylor Powell and you know that's sort of what I look at this whole team. I'm not sure yet about the Ticats because they're in a battle. They could still host a playoff game here in the East. Yep. And yet, to me, it's a, a really unfinished product in my, from my perspective. Yeah, they're dealing with some injury troubles in this game. They won't have Tunde Adelike, their star safety, who's yep. been playing some halfback. Richard Leonard, their star halfback, won't play. Brandon Revenberg, the left guard, is popping out to left tackle. And Jacob Zott, who was with the Bombers for a little bit, and then went to the Riders. He's kind of that guy you bring onto the practice roster if you need somebody. He will start at left guard in this game as Joel Figueroa and Dayton Black aren't. They're back on the roster. I don't know if they're back from injuries or else you start Figueroa at that left tackle spot. It will be interesting to see uh, how much uh, Willie Jefferson is uh, covered in his own saliva thinking about the thoughts <laughs> of twisting inside on Jacob Zott. And, uh, Brandon Reverberg's a great guard. I'm curious to see if he's if he can hold it down at left tackle in this one. And we mentioned Mark Leggio doing some warm-ups. Leggio, of course, the kicker for the Bombers for the last couple of seasons. If you're wondering how he's doing in Hamilton, uh, he is almost six points under expected based on his field goal attempts this season. So 10th out of 10 kickers in the Canadian Football League, which it's that's it, hard. I like Mark, so it's hard to watch. Hard to watch him continue to struggle with his. 13 of 17 on converts. 10th in a... Out of 10 kickers, yeah. In a nine-team league. And the ninth the ninth place guy is right about zero point, right right about league average, and Legio is about six points below average. The league leader is 13 points above average. So it's there's nine kickers, and then there's Mark, unfortunately. Yeah. It's it's hard, but uh, still going. Yep. Still, still going. Still and employed, still kicking. He can he can hit field goals, but uh, we hope for, uh, just for, for Mark the guy, we hope for a little better. Right. Uh, for the Bombers, playing the Ticats, his Ticats, we hope he clanks a couple off the uprights and the Bombers get a comfortable, comfortable victory. Uh, Bison's in action today. They take on UBC, uh, the, Win- the Winnipeg Rifles. One and two, they take on the Regina Thunder in a big game for them tomorrow. Excited to look to that, see if I can get up the... Yeah, and why did I get up the Bison score before uh, I started talking about the Bisons taking on UBC today? Bison's looking for their first win of the season. Uh, fingers crossed for Brian Doby's crew. Uh, the surprise loss to Alberta. Alberta then upset Saskatchewan uh, this week, uh, yesterday, in fact. So uh, Bison's trying to get it done without Jackson Tachinski, their quarterback, who was in bomber camp last year. He got injured in the or loss to Alberta. So uh, hopefully they can get it going again. Oh, pardon me. That's a 3 p.m. start. That must be 1 p.m. Pacific time. So 3 p.m. start at UBC. So the Bison's about to get underway. It is just shy of 2 o'clock. On the other side of the break, we'll do some hot takes, including can a running back be the CFL MOP? Ooh, burning questions coming up. I'm Skylar Peters. Coming up on the film room, it wasn't one of the Grey Cup battles against the Ticats, but for fans of the Canadian Football League, this game meant just as much. We revisit that coming up on the pregame show. You're listening to Princess Auto Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. Sounds of the game, brought to you by PlayNow.com. Rosen is picked off immediately, taken away, and to the end zone. It's absolutely blasted. Relaxing in the end zone with his second touchdown of the game. Bet on blue at PlayNow.com. Enjoy responsibly. 
Custom Premium Storage. My second garage. Keep your cars, boats, ATVs, and snowmobiles protected with heated storage units, a personal on-site wash bay, and 24-hour in-unit monitoring. My second garage is Winnipeg's first storage facility, thoughtfully designed with 16-foot clear ceiling heights to perfectly fit your lifestyle storage needs. Located in Oak Bluff on McGilvery Boulevard and in close proximity to Tuxedo, Lindenwoods, White Ridge, and Bridgewater. MySecondGarage.com Customized premium storage. Manitoba's Controlled Crop Residue Burning Program only allows burning during specified periods when smoke will not create an unreasonable health hazard. Producers who do burn must have appropriate fire guards in place and must supervise the fire at all times. Producers who do not comply may be fined as much as $50,000. To find out when and where burning is allowed, call 1-800-265-1233 or visit manitoba.ca. A message from the Manitoba government. When it's time to talk about drugs with your teen, do you need support? Do you have questions and wish you had more information? The Parent Support Hub at Drug Free Kids is there to help you with everything related to teen substance use. The Parent Support Hub is also a virtual safe space where parents receive advice and support. This free 24-7 service allows parents to chat online and even speak directly to a mental health counselor. For more details and support with your teen, Drug Free Kids Canada. On October 3rd, Manitobans go to the polls. You will decide who leads this province, and CJOB wants to bring you all the information you need to make your decision. Join me, Richard Cluche, Monday, September 18th for a 90-minute commercial-free provincial leaders debate live on 680 CJOB. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The pregame show is brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. This is a hell of a play. They'll fake it to a couple of guys. Kalar's on a roll to his right. He's got a man open. It's caught by Lawler at the five, spinning, driving. Kenny Lawler for the touchdown. Oh, are they going to mark him down? He dove into the end zone. They're going to say his knee was down. I don't know how he's not across. They're going to have to review that. The ruling on the field is overturned to a touchdown. And it's a touchdown. Kenny Lawler. A 24-yard touchdown. I see Zach turn his head, and we make that contact, and I'm like, oh, he's about to throw it. Sure enough, he does throw it, and um, I'm just smiling. Like, it was a touchdown. He was like, no, no, your knee was down. I'm like, no, it's a touchdown. So at that very last split second before I'm about to fully commit to falling, I just lock my knees out, and that's my little process of how not to get the um, the knees involved when you're right there next to the end zone. I should have did a better um, job of securing the ball, kind of bounced out, but um, yeah, touchdown. This is a Winnipeg Blue Bomber team firing on all cylinders. They get a chip on their shoulder, and they get dialed in and focused and play at a level that very few teams can match or aspire to in the CFL. That was a hell of a play. Kenny Lawler. 579 yards on 26 catches and five touchdowns. Not a bad seven-game span since his return from suspension earlier in the season. Today's game brought to you by PlayNow.com. Bet on Blue. The weather in Hamilton is ideal for September football. 21 degrees Celsius. Wind out of the west at 15. The Humidex makes it feel like 22 and as the crowd piles in in their black Ticats jerseys, uh, everything is set for a great game here in Hamilton. 
One of the notable names on the Hamilton uh, coaching staff is Jeff Reinbold. His venture through the Canadian Football League continues. We need to take a little blast from the past and just remember any stories, Ed Tate and Doug Brown. Uh, Doug, I know you came in after the Jeff Reinbold era, but I'm assuming you uh, you heard some tales from it along the way. The Ticat special teams coordinator, Ed Tate, who was the head coach for the 97 and 98 seasons. I still recall that as being maybe the craziest two years that I covered the team. You know, the expansion years to the U.S. was one thing. That what about I, 2009 and 10? Yeah, those were great years, too. I forgot. Uh, the uh, the Jeff Reinbold <laughs> years, the team was 6-26 and 26 before he got fired. But I called it the cult of Reinbold. He, like, he owned Winnipeg for a while there. He owned the town. And remember, they had stepped away from Cal Murphy. They had to, They made the decision that... After uh, the 1996 loss in the playoffs, 68-7, they decided that we're going to move on from Cal. And they went polar opposite to Cal, old school, curmudgeon, you know, respected man that had won a lot of championships to this. Jeff Reinbold came in on his opening press conference riding a Harley Davidson. Uh, he was the exact opposite of, of Cal. He grabbed the town for a while. The problem was he didn't have a quarterback, and Paul Jones was supposed to be the director of player personnel, but stepped away and took a job somewhere else. And that really impacted the level of talent that was coming in. And uh, it was a wonderful, wild couple of years, but uh, the product was just not good enough. <laughs> Doug Brown? Yeah, it was, it was interesting what I heard about it because I was here right after the fact. And to a man, um, every single player loved Jeff Reinbold. Exactly. Like, he was, uh, oh, wow, run through a wall for this. And then, like, well, why were you guys so bad then if you yeah, – so they just couldn't figure it out, right? And they had some missing pieces, obviously, that Ed just uh, attested to. But that's – it's it's weird that, you know, you have that kind of record, six wins and how many – 26 losses, you said. And for all the players to unanimously adore this guy and be so upset that, you know, he's not going to be their coach showing on so far. I mean, that's – that's an ability right there. That's uh, that's charisma for you. That's that's an ability to affect players and and get them to buy in. But it didn't mean anything. It didn't translate to anything. It didn't result in anything positive. But they all loved the guy. And one of the stories I uh, I heard, I can't remember who told me. It was about it was about Wade, and it was about Reinbold. And I guess Wade was playing linebacker at the at the time, right? And, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I can't remember who told me this, but Rambold came up to him at some point and he's like, "Oh yeah, you play linebacker for us." And Wade's like, "Yeah." And, and Rambold said, uh, "Our linebackers don't look like you, for the most part." And that was that was his little, <laughs> that was his little, you know, little little shorter guy, and uh, maybe not the the traditional prototypical linebacker uh, build. And I remember hearing that that was a. That was a big wake-up call or a different approach for some guys in, in that. So lots of uh, stories about Jeff Reinbold, but um, it, it's very strange that you have such an affinity for a head coach and yet so little effectiveness at the same time. Usually, you know, they go, bad bad coach, bad win-loss record, right? It just goes, and yet, you know, this was just, it was very unusual in, in that regard.
Yeah, it's it's an era of, of football that if you're a Bomber fan, you, you certainly have your stories of Jeff Reinbold. And if you've got them, 204-780-6868, uh, I want them on the text line because, uh, yeah, uh, Reinbold's still going. He's been through Montreal and B.C. and now back here in Hamilton as the special teams coordinator for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Reinbold doesn't make the hot takes, but they will Is he be- 70 years old? By now, like how old is he? I will have to Google that. Surfing keeps you young, right, Ed? Yeah, he's uh, right. he's good for this league. You know, he loves this league. He's a and great and he guy. only writes in all capitals. Yes, any of his social it's media. True. He does not know what a lot the, of exclamation marks. My God, super frustrating to follow him <laughs> on Twitter. Are you Jeff, angry, Jeff, at us? <laughs> Jeff Reinbold, sixty-five years old. He'll turn sixty-six, uh, I believe, on the day of the Grey Cup this year. Let's do some hot takes. Cam Poitras, the co-host of Jets at Noon, and the man behind our morning sports run, joins us every week with his hot takes. Got the week off, Cam. Best wishes to you, my friend, but I will try to take it from here. I have some hot takes about this game, about these teams, about this season. I will fire them to Doug Brown and Ed Tate, and they will respond. Tell me if they agree, if they disagree. If these they, are your hot takes. These are my hot takes, and these are scorching. Hot take <laughs> number one for this game. I've been saying this far and wide. There is no result from this game, barring injury, that will change my opinion of the Bombers. Not even one bit. They win by 30 nothing changes they lose by 30 i won't care there is no result of this game that will change my opinion of the winnipeg blue bombers doug brown um no no result outcome of this game that will change your opinion if you lose if they lose today by 30 points yeah do, do you think do you think any less of them as a great cup contenders no i just it reaffirms the fact that you need to get this team's attention you know, every now and then they need a, a wake-up call or someone to call them out or, or someone to poke them with a stick in order to get them dialed in and focused. You know, this is a team that has been swimming in wins for years now and competing for number one and a first-round bye and winning the division and going to the Grey Cup. So they're very accustomed to being successful as a football team. So I, I think if they have a, a, a failing um, right now, it's that they're not always – um, as excited about playing every game as they are, you know, at home in front of a sellout crowd, playing Saskatchewan after somebody headbutted your quarterback, right? These are all, sometimes they require some ingredients to provoke their best performance, right? And uh, if they lost by 30 today, all those elements might not be there. Ed Tate? I guess I would be shocked, first of all, if they lost by 30. Uh, and then I would be a bit concerned because you've got, Toronto and BC coming up, and then, that'd be great for Toronto and BC. If well, they lose by thirty today, I'd be mean, like guarantee victory right. in the next game at based, home against Toronto like by twenty five. Yeah, based okay? on your on the scouting report. Yeah, but then what if it's uh, not? What if it's this is the start of a three game skid? Then you start to wonder. I keep saying this: uh, the way this team is constructed the last few years, it it gets judged on what happens in November, right? Because it's that good a team. And so that, that just uh, 
goes right to what you're saying, DT. I think this team is going to have a home playoff game, and then we decide how good or not so good they are based on what happens in November. I think this team is the best team in the CFL, and I'll be shocked if they lose today and if they don't get it done in November. I think they're that good. All right. I'm going to take that as two guys agreeing with my genius hot take. Hot take number two. Get my wow. papers all prepared. In this era of CFL football, a running back would, yes. would need a minimum of 2,000 yards rushing to be voted most outstanding player. Oh, I say no. Running back, 2,000 yards minimum to be voted MOP. Doug, you're on this already. So, Brady, what's he at right now? 11.44. So we got five games left. Correct. So if he does 100 yards a game, he's not going to hit that mark. Nope. And uh, he could very well be – if he – if he gets 100 yards a game to close out the season, uh, unless Zach stands on and plays has more games like last week, I, I think he wins it. You think Brady does? Yeah, I think Brady wins it. If he, if, if he rushes for 100 or more every single game to close out the season, I think he's the most outstanding player on this football team. In, in, that, in that, Brady would have 1,644 yards. Zach would have numbers better than what he put up last season. If Zach continues his pace, his interception numbers are he'll have are one way more higher, interception right? than last season. Well, we won't know. If like it, I said, maybe if he continues his numbers, he'll have more passing yards, more passing touchdowns, and one more interception than last season. And that's where I come to. Zach won last year runaway with those numbers. But I think you think that, Brady's a legit contender if he if he and there's also voter strong. fatigue as we've yep. talked about as well. So I mean, it doesn't matter who is deserving of it; it's all about who is going to get it, right? Yeah. And he is certainly the flavor of the week when it comes to young up and coming uh, catalysts of of success for this football team. Here's so, why. Yeah, take, yep, let me yep. do this. Uh, here's why I said two thousand yards rushing. The last running back to be MOP was John Cornish. 1,813 yards at seven yards a carry. That was a ridiculous season for the Stampede. He was so good. Before that, it was 1998. Mike Pringle, Pr- Mike Pringle 2,065 yards because they let him rush the ball 350 times, right? He was six yards a carry. Brady's at 5.9, but they ran the ball so much with Pringle that 2,000 yards. Before that, it was 95 Pringle. He had 1791. Hmm. I think in this era of passing, you need a ton of – you need, would need a a round number of yards, and that's why I say 2,000. Yeah, so I think uh, to what Doug was saying, if, if Brady finishes strong here and, and puts up 100 – or averages 100 yards down the stretch, we've got to remember, too – He's going to have a pile of receiving yards too, right? So he might be two thousand and touchdowns. yards from scrimmage, right? That that might be a thing that works in his favor. Currently fifteen twelve, as I do the math. Right, yeah. so he he will get to two thousand probably yards from scrimmage based on what he's been, how he's used in this offense. Um, having said that, I my prediction is that when the you guys vote that Zach will be MOP, Brady will be top Canadian, and then they're leading contenders for the league-wide award on that on both of those two to me he's the runaway leader as most outstanding canadian in the cfl right now can he get both will be winnipeg winnipeg voters will decide this right like they will say who's the team mop and the team has a as a vote in that as well if he's i mean this has happened before and doug knows this too it drives me crazy as someone that used to be in the frc football reporters of canada vote on it if you are most outstanding player and you're Canadian you've got to be both 
you can't split the vote, which has happened before, which drives me nuts. If you're the best player on the team, voted MOP, and then you're, you're Canadian, obviously the most. Then you're the best Canadian, Canadian too. Well, last year there's been votes split, and I, it drives me crazy. Last year's most outstanding special teams player was not an All Star on right. special teams. That's weird, man. Ex- yeah, yeah, voting sometimes, and that's why when I got my ballot, I'm 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 exact on those things because yeah. I'm with you that those things uh, drive me nuts. Andrew Harris in 2018 had almost 1,400 yards. Bo Levi Mitchell was the MOP of the West and mm-hmm. then of the CFL. Is he going to break Andrew Harris's uh, greatest rushing? season Brady oh, Oliver yeah he might uh 1390 would be the number is yeah. that is that Andrew yeah. Harris's biggest yeah. rushing season as 1390 a as a I'm bomber not, I'm not sure if that's it with is the BC Lions but the BC but I think that is I think that might be his career high so because Brady's pretty close to that well, is he yeah not? in a couple weeks you make yeah. a good point Doug he, he he might get there uh by that I, game in BC I could not if you had told me when Andrew Harris was here and leaving that another Canadian back would from eclipse Winnipeg. from from his same high school yeah would eclipse his rushing record i would have said impossible 247 yards away with five games five to go. games to go wow yeah it's it's gonna happen all right hot take number three before we go despite losing in the division semifinal and having a losing record last year and they're having a bad season this year orlando steinauer the head coach of the hamilton tide cats is absolutely unfireable zero chance he loses his job even if they bomb out of the playoffs this year. No chance whatsoever. Ed Tate. Agreed. Uh, now, look, they've hosted, the, this will be the second time hosting the Great Cup in a couple of years. And if they're, you know, they, they lost here to the Bombers a couple of years ago in overtime. and Twice. Yeah. And then, yeah, they're 15-3 and three they lost that year in 2019. They had a great year. They've stumbled a little bit in the last little while. They put all this money into Bo Levi Mitchell. He hasn't played this year. I think that uh, Orlando still got some uh, credibility in this market and with this organization. And I think that, you know, Bob Young and Scott Mitchell, those guys are, are, aren't going to make kind of a knee-jerk move and, and, uh, and, and fire him. I, I think this team gets into the playoffs, as we said earlier, might host a playoff game. I think he's safe going into next year. But, I mean, the heat gets turned up, right? If you're under 500 again and you've hosted a, another great cup game and you're not in the game, well, yeah, you start to get the, the, uh, the collar tightens a little bit too. Doug Brown, unfireable, even if they bomb out of the playoffs. I don't think anybody's this year. unfireable, but I, I think he is safe here. I think it's a massive oversight what they what they did with Bo Levi Mitchell, though. I think that is, and unless we're in that room knowing who had the, you know, who stuck their neck out for him, and, you know, it was it Orlando that said it's got to be Bo Levi, and da, da, da. I mean, if he's owning that, if he's wearing that, then I think he'll be on thin ice. I, I, I think he is back here. Oversight in next what way? Year. That they shouldn't have committed to him? Oh, my God, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Bo... He's a coach killer right now. You can watch his highlight tape, and, and you can watch he's good in spots now and glimmers and, and in moments. But, you know, as a guy that's going to lead your, your franchise, you know, to even play 80% of the regular season, there, there's no way. He, he can't play at a level, uh, at, at that level he used to be able to play at, uh, in, for more than spot duty right now. And uh, I was uh, that set this organization back. The fact that they went all in to get him and uh, put their their quarterbacking hopes on his shoulders. I mean, 
That's why they're five and seven right now the way they are. That's why they're situated the way they are because they made a massive evaluation mistake on Bo Levi Mitchell. Yeah, and I mean, he, Orlando is the president of football mm-hmm. operations, so there's a real good chance that it was the buck stops here and, and he would take the hit or the credit for uh, that decision. Uh, I, 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 Doug says not quite unfireable, but I think we all kind of agree he's he's on fairly solid ground here at the very least. He's such a professional, right? And he's he got is. such a his yeah. football acumen, and he's just he's very well respected and revered throughout Big the time. league. Yeah, and and if Hamilton did fire him, he'd have a job in about eight seconds. Yeah, uh, a very seconds. high profile job, very <laughs> very quickly. It is two nineteen. Ted Wyman, the Winnipeg Sun, joins us on the other side. Plus, we'll talk a little bit about what's up with Willie Jefferson. It's Princess Auto, Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The PC Optimum Members Only event is here with great savings and more points for our VIPs. This week only, members can earn more than 500,000 points. That's $500 back in points only at Real Canadian Superstore. Offers end September 20th. See Fly for details. Summer is coming to an end. For those experiencing homelessness, it means a difficult time of year is coming. One where folks need to make sure they have a warm place to seek shelter, to eat, and to sleep. Silom Mission provides all of these along with other services vital to one's recovery. If you have clothing or food you can donate, Siloam is accepting donations Monday to Saturday from 8 to 4 at their shipping and receiving doors on Henry Street or visit siloam.ca slash donate to give online. Your support helps change lives. Rainbow Stage's Season of Love continues this fall with Afterlight at the Franco-Manitoban Cultural Center. Afterlight is a batty new musical written by and starring Rainbow Stage favorites Sharon Bajer and Duncan Cox. You will devour this biting comedy opening September 21st. Afterlight at the Franco-Manitoban Cultural Center. Book your tickets now at rainbowstage.ca. You deserve a mattress that's as good for your sleep as it is for the planet. Introducing the new 14-inch Simba Hybrid Green, Sleep Country's most sustainable and luxuriously comfortable mattress. Crafted with renewable and biodegradable materials, it's 100% recyclable. Now you can sleep on a cloud of comfort, knowing your mattress supports both you and the environment. Available exclusively at Sleep Country at an introductory price. Sleep well, stay well, Sleep Country. News and information is more important now than ever. CJOB is working for you, getting the answers your family needs and bringing you into the conversation. 680 CJOB, Winnipeg's News, today's talk. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The pregame show is brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. A big number for this game is 38. Bombers quarterback Zach Kalaris is on pace for 38 touchdown passes this season. Project the stats from his 12 starts over a maximum of 17 games and you get 4,400 yards, 38 touchdowns, and 14 interceptions. Each one of those would be more than what he put up last season when he won his second straight MOP award. Voter fatigue will not be an acceptable answer when it comes time to nominate this year's award candidates. Pre-game show live from Hamilton, brought to you by Olympic Building Center. Tackle all your at-home projects with Olympic Building Center. Uh, we asked you for your Jeff Reinbold stories. Uh, the texter here, Mike, says, My dad would not shake his hand at the alumni dinner. He told him to win a championship, and then he would shake his hand. 
Guess my dad knew he wouldn't last. Uh, uh, Gord points out, Jeff Reinbold says he tweets in all caps due to bad eyesight. I just went to the store and got some plus 125 readers and everything's good. Like, it's, it is, he's yelling mahalo at you all the time on Twitter. It's, it's definitely, uh, definitely different. Another texter says, Jeff Reinbold, the antithesis to Cal Murphy. Then after Reinbold, they went back to Dave Ritchie, an absolute players coach and in a way, a clone of Cal Murphy. Uh, it was an era of bomber football that if you were there, you do remember. Let's welcome in our good friend, Ed Tate. Or Ted Wyman, pardon me. Before I get started on today's sermon entitled, What Ted Did. Reverend Lovejoy knew it better. Ted Wyman of the Winnipeg Sun is with us. You should read everything he writes in the Winnipeg Sun, and he's nice enough to join us in every pregame show. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Uh, being compared or mistaken for Ed Tate is a big honor. Well, there was one game where you couldn't be with us, so I recut Reverend Lovejoy to say what Ed did, and it, uh, that was stuck in my brain as we were coming to you. So uh, I apologize for that, but I've enjoyed your writing all week in the Winnipeg Sun, and uh, we spent so much of, of last week's game talking about the offense and six touchdowns and six drives, and Zach threw for five scores, and Dalton Schoen had the hat trick, and oh my gosh, Brady Oliveira over 200 yards from scrimmage. That I thought it was it was good of you to point out this defense has been flying under the radar for a little bit. It absolutely has. And they've played, you know, I, I didn't, I don't think, I think they've had some off games this year, to be totally honest. They weren't great in Saskatchewan the week before. They certainly didn't play very well against BC when they lost their, their fourth quarter against Ottawa. And albeit in that situation, they were very tired because they were on the field the entire half. Um, they didn't, they weren't great, but I just feel like there's been a really strong consistency with the way the defense is playing. And when you look at the numbers, it backs it right up. I think they were first or second in 16 of 24 major categories on defense. Uh, they're you know right up there in sacks, right up there in interceptions, right up there in turnovers and turnover ratio. Um, you just like, it's, it's weird because to me, it's hard to pick who the real standouts are. Cause you and I were talking about that this week, uh, DT that, you know, maybe Willie Jefferson hasn't been quite as noticeable the last couple of games. Mary Houston's obviously got the eye-popping numbers, but it just seems like it's a real by-committee group that has really gelled well and is getting the job done. You mentioned the stats. They are number one, tied for number one in opponent offensive points, number one in net yards against per play, number one in pass yards against per play, number one in turnovers forced. They're the number one in third down turnovers or turnovers on downs by a country mile number two in turnover ratio. So, uh, Doug Brown, who do we who do we credit for that? Ed talked about by committee. Who do we uh, credit on this defense for that? Or do you feel like this is this is truly a, a 12-man operation? Yeah, I think it's a co- cohesive effort for sure. Um, uh, I think they play very well together. I think they're very much connected, right, when the pass rush starts getting on point. When, when Jackson Jeffcoat came back, they started firing on another cylinder, all of a sudden, what a coincidence, the back end starts playing better, right? And uh, uh, getting Kyrie back in, in the linebacker mix. And I, I just think, I think now that they're healthy and uh, they're resembling, you know, they got the usual suspects in the, and, and the characters uh, playing in the spots that we're accustomed to seeing at. I think it's been uh, 
a greater return to form for this defense. It's if things are going real well. Let's talk about Willie Jefferson for a second. No sacks in his last six games. The first seven were phenomenal. Everything was absolutely flying. So no sacks in the last six games. Uh, Ted, in those last six games, he's got four tackles, four pass knockdowns, and one tackle for a loss. Uh, I'm saying his name less on the broadcast, but do you believe he's impacting the game any less? I don't. I don't think he's he's impacting it any less. And I think that's, you know, a lot of times you and I, I know you're a stats guy, I'm a stats guy, and we'll, we'll pull those out for coaches and players. Uh, in the locker room, and, and guys just say those stats don't mean anything. And in this case, I think that is the truth. I, I, you know, a, a defensive end can certainly impact the game in a lot of ways without getting those sacks. And uh, I think Willie Jefferson is a perfect example of that. And it's not just well, maybe he doesn't get the knockdowns on every play, but he does impact where the quarterback is looking at all times. They have to know where Willie is. I talked to Jake Delgado about that just a couple of weeks ago. He was like, you cannot be unaware of his situation. And it's not just that he's bearing down and he might pummel you to the ground, but also that he is going to drop back and try to take away the lane from you for your pass. And um, so, so I really do think he does impact it the most. You guys brought up an interesting point though, that Jackson death goes out again. And I mean, that's really the Bombers defense has been at its best when Jackson death has been in there. It just complements everything with that defensive line. And I'm not sure Celeste and Haba, you know, can can complement Jefferson as well, and and maybe that does open up some opportunities for Hamilton with the secondary if uh, if Taylor Powell gets a little more time. And I would be interested in knowing in those games where Willie Jefferson hasn't had a sack, how many sacks has the Winnipeg Blue Bomber defense had? Because I think other guys have been able to step into that. Willie is a, a game changer. He's a guy that you scheme for offensively to try and uh, minimize his impact throughout a game. So uh, you're going to, you know, slide protect away from him. Uh, you're going to chip him. You're going to wham him. You're going to kick him out. You're going to do whatever you got to do uh, to slow him down and minimize his impact on the game. So I would be very curious in knowing in those games that Willie Jefferson didn't have a sack, how many sacks did the Winnipeg Blue Bomber uh, defensive line or defense just in general have throughout those games and is that different you know that might be actually a good thing because you know the offensive line focusing on one guy taking away others might be stepping in and filling that void what do you think Derek I have I'm just doing this right off the top of my head in the six games and Willie does not have a sack they have 12 as a team so two Only per two. game okay in the seven games were in the seven games before that they had 25 sacks, so three and a half a game. Okay. Sacks are off a fair a fair bit. Overall? Uh, overall. just That's just the most basic of, of counting of, of that. Uh, I mean, that said, Ted, apart from the Saskatchewan game, the 32-30 loss in Saskatchewan, the defense held down Calgary. Uh, the defense essentially held down Edmonton. They were down 22 nothing, sure, but a pick six in there. Uh, they they absolutely neutered the Montreal Alouettes and neutered the Riders last week. The, the defense has been fantastic. Yeah, in almost in in most of the games, you're right. It's just that one game in Saskatchewan where they 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 just weren't quite as good. They did a pretty good job of holding the Bombers in there, I thought, because there was a lot of opportunities for the Riders. But um, it, it, they were just you know last week. If, if your offense is going on the field and scoring on every drive. That's got to make defense a little easier, right? Like uh, Saskatchewan didn't have the ball very often in that first half. 
but that's what Brandon Alexander told me this week. He said, you know, one of the questions I had for a lot of these guys was after last week's performance, how do you, what do you do for an encore? How do you go out there and actually, because they, everyone, every single one of those guys says, I, we just try to be better every week. Well, how do you go and be better than they just were? And Brandon Alexander said, you know, for us, it's like, maybe we can give our offense seven drives in the first half, you know, like uh, let's, let's take the ball away um, and let's, you know, get more big stops in, in deep in the territory and just win every snap. And that's just the attitude that these guys have. And on defense, that's, you know, they, they do feel like there is some room to get better. It'd be pretty tough to get better on offense than the Bombers were in the first half last week, but they feel like there's still room for improvement on defense here. And if they start getting better, look out for every, you know, look out the rest of the league. Cause as we just talked about, they're already near the top in most categories. And, you know, when it comes to a measurement for Willie Jefferson, I, I don't necessarily feel that sacks are the, are the best indicator of how he's playing. I think for a guy like him, it'd be pressures. Um, you know, when you're that aware of him, how many times does he hit a quarterback in a game? How many times does he force a quarterback to get rid of a football prematurely? How many times does he get him to change, hey, I can't throw through that throwing lane because Mr. Armspan is in the way? And uh, so you know, if, if I was going to look at him and, and, and pick a stat uh, that to me would uh, sum up, you know, where he's at now he's playing, I, I would look at his pressures as long as there's a consistent definition of Willie Jefferson and, and pressures, like how close you, do you have to hit him? Are you just disrupting? Are you getting a hand on him? Depending on what your definition of, of pressure is, I, I think that would be the best statistic to give you an indication of how uh, Willie Jefferson is playing. I agree with that 100% as we continue with Ted Wyman of the Winnipeg Sun. Uh, Nick Dembski has never had 1,000 yards, uh, Ted, but as you wrote this week, uh, he's, he's getting there this year. Where is he? 794 already this year. Yeah, he's going to need some yards and like more yards than he had last week in the next few games. That's for sure. He just had the one target for eight yards last game, and he, hey, he caught that one, so 100. Um, percent But he, he, you know, he's been having some big games for the Bombers this year. And it's we talked not that long ago about is it a coin toss between Dembski and Oliveira as to who is the Bombers nominee for most outstanding Canadian right now. Oliveira has certainly taken a bit of a lead over Dembski in that area, but. He's having a great season as well, and he, he, he said, I thought it was interesting, he said, earlier in my career, I set personal goals for myself, and then 1,000 yards was always a big one. He said I, I, he doesn't even think about it right now. He's just, he's, he's become so team-oriented. But he, he did say that every quarterback, or sorry, every uh, receiver sets that as a benchmark at some point in their career they'd like to achieve. So obviously it would be a big deal for him if he can do it. And I think with the kind of season he's having, so there's no reason why he can't. The only issue that ever would come for any bomber receiver is is the distribution of footballs. When you've got Dalton Schoen, who every time he catches the ball, he gets into the end zone, and and uh, you know Kenny Lawler, who's just an outstanding deep threat, they've got pretty unbelievable receivers. And and some games like last one for Dembski, there's just not going to be as many targets. So that's the only thing that in my mind could get in his way. But I think he's probably going to get there and. It'll be a, a, a great milestone for him. Yeah, 50 catches and five touchdowns already this season for Dembski. A career year after a career year last year. He is an incredible weapon uh, in this offense, which is just overloaded with with weapons. Uh, you should read everything Ted Wyman writes in the Winnipeg Sun. He joins us in every pregame show. Thank you, brother. Enjoy the game. All right. Have a great one, guys.
Ted Wyman, Winnipeg Sun, with us in the pregame show. We'll do the injury report for Dr. J's new men's sexual health clinic. Need to perform better in the bedroom? Visit the top-rated doctor on Google. See Dr. J at BuenaFeClinic.com. Jackson Jeffcoat is the big news this week. Getting the week off, as you heard Coach O'Shea in his coach's comments earlier on say it's a preventative measure. Uh, with the bye week coming up as well. So Jeffcoat goes on to the one-game injured list, which would seem to back that up as the Bombers have been thrusting guys onto the six-game injured list just as their default play. Uh, the six-game injured list continues to include Jared Beeksma, Alden Darby, Shane Goche, Janarian Grant. We certainly hope he'll be back at some point. Deadrick Hansen, some folks asked about him this week. He did practice the previous couple of weeks, but he is back on the six-game injured list. Desmond Lawrence, Mike Miller, and Jeremy Murphy new to the six-game injured list this week. The injury report for Dr. J's new men's sexual health clinic. Need to perform better in the bedroom? See the top-rated doctor on Google. Visit Dr. J at BuenaFeClinic.com. It is 2.36, so we're about 32 minutes away from kickoff. If you would, you've got some time now. You can go to wherever you get your podcast. Download the Blue Bomber podcast. You'll get all our game calls with Doug Brown and myself, the pre and post game, all the coaches shows and the great Blue Bomber podcast captained by our own Greg Mackling where we review the game that was, the trends in the CFL and things to come from your favorite Canadian Football League team. The Blue Bomber podcast. Please do subscribe. Leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. It is 2.36. Uh, We'll talk about Doug Brown's keys to the game coming up next, and the film room is on the way. It's Princess Auto Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. Sounds of the game brought to you by PlayNow.com. Diving catch for the touchdown. Going to the trickery right off the bat. Touchdown. Brady's in for the touchdown, his second of the game. Bet on blue at PlayNow.com. Enjoy responsibly. In Winnipeg, everyone knows the perfect matchup for the perfect summer. The Blue Bombers and Old Dutch. Rediscover your taste for life and get out there. Play Pick'em on the CFL Games on website by picking this week's winning teams for a chance to win our Dutch Crunch Kettle Chips or even a trip to the 110th Grey Cup. Old Dutch is a proud sponsor of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and the official crunch of the CFL. Get back to game day with Old Dutch. For advice you can trust and service you can count on, Star Building Materials is the perfect partner. For over 65 years, Star Building Materials has been the chosen partner for the best builders, largest contractors, or anyone with a project in mind. Star has one of the largest delivery fleets, servicing Manitoba and all of cottage country. With their decades of industry knowledge and experience, and the largest lumberyard in Manitoba, the perfect partner for your next project is Star Building Materials. Visit StarBuilding.com. Are you noticing that it's getting harder and harder to pay down your debt? And even though you've taken steps to reduce your spending or work more hours, it still doesn't make a difference. Not every debt problem can be solved on your own. Sometimes all you need is a little bit of guidance. I'm Vicki Dole, a licensed insolvency trustee at BDO right here in Winnipeg. Whatever your financial situation, we can offer practical solutions for you and your family. Call 1-833-BDO-TALK or visit bdodebt.ca to book a free consultation. Bomber fans, we are 30 minutes away from kickoff on the radio home of the Bombers. 680 CJOB. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. 
The pregame show is brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. We're live from Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton. It's the Bombers and Ticats. This was the matchup into a bye week last season. The Bombers came here and got slapped around thoroughly. It's a matchup going into the bye week this season. No slapping required. This We're hoping for a Bombers to follow up the 51-point performance they put up last week against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Top four scoring games in the CFL this season. Bombers 51 against Saskatchewan. Bombers 50 against BC. Bombers 47 against Montreal. And 45 against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders all the way back in week number two. The top four scoring performances in the league all from this Bombers offense, so no reason to suspect that things will change in this one. Today's game brought to you by PlayNow.com. Bet on Manitoba, and we'll just take a brief look at PlayNow.com, although I'm in Ontario and I may get pooched on getting some of this. The Bombers come into this game a seven-point favorite, which I don't even know if that accurately reflects. At, it, at their best, the Bombers could win this game by 40, but it's, it's just a matter of can you do it two weeks in a row? And I... I don't, Doug Brown, know what goes into that, but it just, it doesn't seem to happen often two games in a row for, for any team. So what's a reasonable expectation for tonight? It's my mic. There we go. Um, I, I think the best predictor of future behavior is always past behavior. And this game has been notoriously difficult for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, even more so when they're coming off all time great performances like we saw last week i think that's impossible to replicate so uh it's going to take some master motivation to get this football team super dialed in here on the road um after you know you just have to hope there wasn't too much patting yourself on the back last week <laughs> i i suspect that that is actively discouraged by the various coaches and staff and we heard jamarcus hardwick talking about it earlier in the pregame show uh, about he's got other guys that will keep him in line if he ever gets a little uh, too big so the bombers a seven point favor the total 49 i want to see uh, which one of these appeals to you most doug brown uh, which one of these would you most readily take the over on zach Kalaris, 264 and a half yards passing uh brady Oliveira, 83 and a half yards rushing kenny lawler 71 and a half yards receiving Dalton shown 65 and a half yards receiving Nick Dembski only 55 and a half yards receiving which one appeals to you the most just this is first level thought um just based on the way he's playing right now I'd probably say 83 yards for for Brady Oliveira the, the way he's been rushing in successive weeks right now I think uh he's getting stronger and stronger I think the offensive love line loves blocking for him and uh um, it, it just shows what, what we're seeing on the football field. I, I think that is trending upwards, so I'd go with the over 83 with it, Brady Oliver. Which, it's a big number, but the way he's running the ball, last week, uh, unstoppable. Unstoppable the offense was. Yeah, yeah. oh, he, uh, the, the check down pass that Kolaris throws him. Oh, uh, I'm scrambling about. I'm just going to flip it to Brady. He just turns around, steamrolls into the end zone. Uh, literally watching interior runs where there's no one touching him till he's 10 yards down the field, and you go, well, he's going to get five yards more when he mows over the safety at the end of this run. And it's just, again, we we talked about this earlier in the pregame show. We gave so much love to Kalaros and, and the receivers and Brady last week. This offensive line is just 
at its at its peak this season with with the holes they're opening and the protection they're providing. Yeah, and it seems to just build and build on 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 top of each other. So it's uh, it's interesting when you're a defense facing this this football club. What do you want to emphasize on taking away when you're facing the Winnipeg Blue Bombers? They can beat you in so many ways. They're so versatile. They're so balanced in terms of being able to pass and, and spread the ball around, and obviously and run it as well. So what are you taking away? We've seen teams try to emphasize on taking away Kenny Lawler. That's worked to some degree because it's frustrated Zach Claris, who really at times forced the ball into his number one receiver. But they've been a very successful team in the fact that so many guys here can get it done. Uh, they're so multidimensional in terms of their weaponry. Let's do the keys to the game brought to you by CG Open Road Outlet, Power Sports Campers, Boats, Premium Use Vehicles, and more. Visit openroadoutlet.ca. Doug Brown, what have you got for the Bombers and Ticats? Uh, first key to the game would be don't believe the hype. Do not read your own press clippings about how good you are because that is the recipe for disaster when you take your foot off the gas pedal and think you don't have anything to prove, and that can come after an all-time historic performance. As a player, you think, well, I've arrived, and things just come to me. Uh, it couldn't be farther from the truth, so do not believe uh, the, the hype generated by your performance. Uh, by week blues, once again, stemming to that, predictor of future behavior is past behavior this team has not traditionally played well in this game they have not been focused on the task at hand um, uh, ahead of a bye week so they really need to be dialed in for that and then the last one is uh, my my key to the game is just perspective there's only five games left in the regular season and uh, you know if they shorten that side i know michael shea preaches to these guys about hey it's all about going one and oh five games is not very many games left and there is still a competitive race for that elusive uh first place in in the western division every one of these remaining games is critical for this team getting that first round by and virtually you know putting all the advantages in their in their half to make it into uh, another great cup appearance so I think if the if the team understands how short, how how near the end this is, they're coming around the final bend here on the season. If they, if they can put that kind of importance on this game, I think they could be uh, perform quite well. Keys to the game brought to you by CG Open Road Outlet, Power Sports, Campers, Boats, Premium Use Vehicles, and more. Visit openroadoutlet.ca. We're 22 minutes away from kickoff. Want to welcome in all of our fans, wherever you might be, in Winnipeg, across Manitoba, even you, Judy, in Saskatchewan. I know you're a convert. Uh, tell your son to get a haircut, and you're coming to Bombers fan. I know. Judy, I know. I know. The film room on the other side of the break looks at this Bombers Ticats rivalry as we continue. It's Princess Auto Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. At some point, everyone has to ship something, and there always seems to be an issue that you're never told about. Now imagine you have a business and you need to ship your product across the world. Well, with one call, you could end the hassle of shipping. Sphere One Logistics will get your shipment to where it needs to go, on time, on budget, and will keep you updated the entire way through. Start shipping and get the job done with Sphere One. Learn more at SphereOneLogistics.com. Looking for an outdoor lighting solution for your deck and landscape? Look no further than Windeck. Hi, I'm Mel Duick. 
Windeck is a premier dealer for in-light outdoor lighting, a lighting system that can be installed by anyone who can plug in a toaster. Control your lights with Bluetooth phone application and get lit with InLight. Enjoy your backyard investment well into the night. Don't let the sun end your fun. For more information on InLight, come visit our showroom, 937 Redonda Street, and see what fixtures fit you. Windeck. Do it once. Do it right. Healthier living starts with Vita Health Fresh Market. Reduce sugar, but not taste with Healthy Lifestyle's Smart Sweetener from InnoTech Nutrition. It's four times sweeter than sugar, non-GMO, and free from gluten, dairy, and artificial ingredients. This prebiotic sweetener is great for keto diets, made with quality stevia leaf and naturally occurring sweet fibers from cane and chicory. Healthy Lifestyle's Smart Sweetener is on sale now at Vita Health Fresh Market, empowering people to lead healthy lives with six Winnipeg locations or at myvita.ca. September 17th on Global. Everyone's forgotten who runs this valley. Academy Award winner Kevin Costner. This ain't checkers, son. This is chess. Stagnation is death for a town, and the Duttons are the ones killing it. I'm going to buy your ranch and pull down every fence. I don't regret one sin I've committed. It's the one I'm about to commit that worries me. Mess with my family. I will chop your family tree down. Yellowstone. Season 1 broadcast debut Sunday at 7.30 on Global. Also available on Stack TV. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The pregame show is brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. We are 20 minutes to kick off here from Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton. It's the Bombers and Ticats. The Ticats holding on to that third place spot in the East, scratching, hoping to get to second. The Bombers looking to reinforce the fact that they are first in the West ahead of the bye week and then a critical two weeks after that. When you think Blue Bombers and Ticats, it's hard not to think of either of the battles in Calgary and the Hammer in Great Cups 107 and 108. But there was a meeting between those two championship teams, uh, between those games, that meant just as much for fans of both teams, the players on the field, and the league as a whole. Skylar Peters takes us back to a season opener to remember in this episode of The Film Room. I'm Skylar Peters. Welcome into the film room. Fans of the Canadian Football League know not to take our brand of sport for granted. There have been challenges in the past, threatening organizations and the league as a whole. But no one could have foreshadowed what the COVID-19 pandemic would do to this great league. A cancelled 2020 season and the start of the 2021 campaign delayed. Many thought, if this league doesn't play for two straight years, we may lose our national pastime. So on August 5th, 2021, the eyes of a nation were on the Hamilton Tiger Cats and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, just like they were in the 2019 Grey Cup game, the most recent CFL game to that point, 620 days prior. Bomber fans had to wait nearly 30 years before that victory in Calgary brought them another championship, and it felt like another 30 before the banner could finally be unfurled at IG Field. You hear the crowd here at IG Field. Uh, they're standing and they're applauding as the Grey Cup Championship banner has been unveiled. Nearly 30,000 rowdy fans at IG Field hungry for football. And Jeremiah Masoli was apparently pretty hungry too. Forced to watch Grey Cup 107 from the sidelines after an ACL injury earlier that year. In his first game action in 720 days. 
pressure comes. He goes long down the left side, and it's caught for a touchdown. Acklin. Two beautiful deep balls from the Hamilton signal caller on that drive. Put the visitors in front, 6-0. Both of those coming down the Ticats sideline. So when Winnipeg's number eight got the ball in his hands, he felt the need to show off to the fans on the east side of IG Field as well. And now he takes off and look close down the sideline. And there goes Dembski. All it takes is one big play, man. And, you know, this, is, this offense is explosive. Left back to pass. Lots of time. Great protection. Moves to his right now. Polaris throws. He's got a man in the end zone. Kenny Lawler. Touchdown. Blue Bombers first of the season. Tyler Krapinga's convert would give Winnipeg the lead, and they didn't intend on looking back. After that, you know, the offense seemed to get in a little groove, and uh, we started moving the ball a little bit. And not just the offense, either. First and ten, Jeremiah Mazzoli calls for the ball. Drops back to pass. Pressure coming. Willie Jefferson intercepts. And that was a result of the pressure by Steve Richardson. The big man interception. I really just kind of retraced my steps, and then he kind of just threw it and didn't know I was going to be there. And it was just a good play by me. We've seen Willie Jefferson do that quite a few times in a Blue Bomber uniform. And that ball-hawking ability comes as a byproduct of his pass rushing. Especially when I'm getting double teamed mm -hmm. to the quarterback's uh, throwing side, which, you know what I'm saying, most of the time the boundary. So I'll get double teamed, trying to get around the edge. If I can't get around the edge, I'm trying to get back to the line of scrimmage to get in the quarterback's throwing lane. Winnipeg's defense would continue to stifle Masoli and the Tabbies for the rest of the first half, but the guys on offense had another major in them. Calaris drops back to pass and goes long for Kenny Lawler in the end zone, and he makes the catch for the touchdown. Second touchdown pass of the game to Kenny Lawler and the Bombers take a 13-6 lead. The defense would continue a masterclass in the second half, forcing a Hamilton safety, and Krapinga would add three more with the only field goal of the night. Final, Bombers 19, Ticats 6. The kind of game Winnipeg Blue Bomber fans have come to appreciate over the years. And with Andrew Harris serving a suspension to start this season, it was the new kid on the block, Brady Oliveira helping bleed the clock out with some impressive runs. You know, I'm living a childhood dream right now. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I used to I used to go to games here when I was a kid, sitting in those stands, you know, watching the Bombers play. And now the, that I'm able to experience it, have my first career start in the home opener, running out of the tunnel, it truly was a dream come true. Like Masoli, Oliveira was coming off a long wait to get back to football, injuring his ankle just two and a half games into his CFL career in week three of 2019. So you could consider the 2021 season opener a bit of a coming out party for the Winnipeg native. I started feeling a lot more comfortable around, you know, the second quarter, middle of the second quarter. Uh, things were starting to slowing, slowing down for me. And I think, you know, just from me, uh, you know, running physical, you know, over and over again, you know, they didn't want to come in and tackle. Whether it was Jefferson's pick or the bully ball played up front by the guys on the O-line, this game was won in the trenches. And they showed up. We got after their quarterback uh, very well, and uh, we, we ran the ball very effectively, especially when we had to down the stretch when they knew we were going to have to run it. The Bombers moved to 1-0, and oh, and a shiny new banner was finally on display in the south end zone. But August 5th, 2021 felt like a whole lot more than football. Not quite a sellout at IG Field, but for fans who spent the better part of the past two years hanging out with just their closest friends and family, if at all, that night represented a chance to make noise alongside 30,000 of their adopted family. A rite of passage in the summertime in this country, 
that suddenly wasn't a right during the canceled 2020 season. This is exactly how we wanted it. It couldn't have ended no better way. You know, first game of the season, first game on TV, back at home, fans in the stands. Even for the professionals, more than football. But as they got back to business on this 2021 season, not knowing yet that a Grey Cup rematch against Hamilton awaited them in the hammer later that year, there was a moment to soak it all in on this night. Orlando Steinhauer used to always tell me that when we were in Hamilton, it's hard to win in this league. So uh, when you get one, you got to enjoy it. And uh, you know, you can't say enough about the entire team. It's a total team effort. Today, the Bombers are back at the scene of that second consecutive Grey Cup victory, armed with the same 1-0 and o mentality they have every week. Perhaps it's a chance for us fans to remind ourselves as well that no single game should be taken for granted. Skylar Peters with another tremendous edition of the Film Room. If you've got a favorite play, email Skylar, S-K-Y-L-A-R, at cgob.com. You might hear it on a future Bombers broadcast. It is 2.55. Kickoff is 12 minutes away here in Hamilton. Uh, I've been hit up on Twitter. At DebRule65 says, tell us about your smoked meat sandwiches. Where did that come from? How did she find out? I, I said, hey, we're, the broadcast is about to, to start here on 680 CGOB. Ask us about our smoked meat sandwiches. Um, this trip to Hamilton has been kind of a strange one. The CCMAs are in Hamilton, so there are no hotels available. So Doug and I are staying in Toronto. The team is staying in Mississauga. Or you could say the one hotel in Hamilton is full. Okay. <laughs> there we go, exactly. Uh, so we, we had to roll into town, and we were looking for something to eat, and we stumbled upon the grocery store with its own smoked meat section going hard. Straight out of the smoker. Unbelievable. It was like two pounds of brisket on on rye. And uh, for $7. $7. It was which unbelievable. She, she, this, this woman behind the counter takes basically two handfuls of brisket and plops it down. And I thought, did I just commit myself to a $25 sandwich from a grocery store? $7. $7. Best thing that's ever happened to Hamilton to me. <laughs> what was that grocery store's name again? Metro. Metro. It was. Uh, okay. it, it was highly recommended. They had uh, a Starbucks plus, in there too. It's fancy. By the way, we ran to Brian Cole's parents. Bombers linebacker, special teams ace Brian Cole as he runs onto a field tailgating. Yeah, in Hamilton. We we saw two fearless white forty one jerseys, and when you see a special teamer's jersey, you go, "This might be his parents." His dad is very proud. His dad listens to us on CGOB. We're we're happy to to meet him, and uh, saw his mom. She was uh, waiting by the facilities, so I didn't really feel like I should interrupt her and introduce myself. But uh, uh, Brian Cole doing a great job for the Bombers on special teams, getting more reps on defense every game, and uh, looking for a big performance today. Ten minutes to kick off here in Hamilton. We'll break for the news on the other side. Player intros and kickoff, and the Bombers with a win going into the bye week, he said with his fingers crossed. It's Princess Auto, Blue Bomber football on 680 CJOB. You've been listening to the pregame show brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence on 680 CJOB.